Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in the same place. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? I said that wrong. You you guys should have seen his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying it incorrectly and his eyes are getting bigger. Yeah, but he just, couldn't stop saying it. <laughs> in a meaningful place. In Very a safe meaningful, place. Safe meaningful place. conversation in is a safe, safe place. place. In We're kind of doing this podcast a little bit backwards today because we already did the interview, and I don't oh, know. Gosh, that was good. Safe place. It's, it is a safe place. It's, it's the safe, same place you're too. Not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. It, it was just out of order. It was wrong. It was but right. you're, not, <laughs> you're not wrong, but it wasn't right. Oh, so me and Jane's been talking about trying to make some extra money in different places, and we found out we're. We're just YouTube educated. <laughs> just a couple of guys watching YouTube. He tells me all this stuff. He goes, now, just let you know that it, I just listened to this on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about short-term rentals. And I said, uh, and I was saying, like, well, it really needs to be like this and like that. And really what you want is da da And I said, now, that being said, this is coming from a guy who's just been watching YouTube videos for a few weeks. So. Take it with a grain of salt. Hey, listen, man, I made a bunch of money by watching YouTube. When I yeah. first bought my business, I had n- no idea. I, n- I never even had a pool before. Not even a above ground pool, a blow up pool. That's hilarious. A little I plastic didn't even, pool. I didn't even think of that. You're no, like the I'm pool the, guy now. And I had a slip and slide. You know, a slip and slide is about all I had, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I had no idea, you know? And of course, I followed the guy around for a week. He gave me a week's training, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, very mechanically inclined and I would watch these YouTube channels, you know, yeah. they would call me, Hey, you know, I need some this done. I was like, okay, well just kind of explain to me what's going on. Then yeah. whatever they explained, I would Google, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and then if I couldn't figure out, I would, I would tell the customer, um, okay, I would just need to run up to the, the store and get some, you know, parts or whatever. And then I would watch the video again. You just drive around the block and watch the video. Yeah. That's really funny. Uh, I got caught a couple of times watching videos. Um, hey, but I learned, you know, yeah. I learned. If you got it done. I got it done. And now here, here there's not much I don't know about pools yeah. a few years later. So everything good? Everything good in life? Uh, for, oh, man. No, it's not all good. Oh, no. Let me tell you what's going on. My hard drive stopped working. Oh. My external hard drive that yeah. has all of Everything. my important stuff yeah. on it, all my Pro Tool sessions and oh, all no. that stuff, it stopped working mm. yesterday. I was trying to, uh, I was trying to pull up a session because I'm there's two. I have two different friends' bands that I'm mixing stuff for right Ooh. now, and uh, so I had sent the day before yesterday. I'd sent one of them like a, a first draft of the, a song I was mixing for him, and I was like, "Let me know what you think." Things you want to change, da, da da da. And this was like bounced down, so it didn't have the files attached. It was just a yeah, a it's just like version. an MP3, like a demo version of it. Mm. And so uh, I sent it to them. They're like, "Oh yeah, this sounds good. Uh, we'd like this to be different." And I'm like, "Sounds good." So I'm like trying to pull up the session to fix it. And my hard drive just it won't. My computer won't recognize the drive, so oh, it won't goodness. pop up. So I'm like, you know, reconnecting. I'm restarting everything. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm googling how hard drives not being recognized. I'm entering these key commands as it boots up to reset whatever system and all and it's just not working and so i take the hard drive to the geek squad at best buy which i have zero faith in them yeah they were the only place that there's a best buy like five minutes from my house i was like well i'll just take it if if i can just figure out like 
the drive is messed up or it's my computer, that would be useful. So I take the hard drive up there and I tell them, hey, it's not rec- my computer's not recognizing it. Can you, is there a way you can like test it out here, plug it into something, see if it pops up? They're, yeah, yeah. So they check it out and it doesn't pop up there. He's like, yeah, it's not being recognized. I don't know. It looks like your drive's not working. I used a different cable. Da, da, da. And uh, <clears throat> I said, okay, any suggestions? And uh, he was like, well, you know, you can do data recovery stuff, and we do that here, but that's pretty expensive. It depends on how long it takes and how much data, da, da, da. And he goes, that's like 600 to 1500 bucks." And I said, well, that sounds ridiculous. And, uh, <laughs> he, got, <laughs> and he goes, there's this other place down the road called uh, – like you break we fix or something like that he's like i take it to them like a few minutes down the road they 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 do good stuff or I was like, okay so i go to them tell them the same thing so can you check it out here he plugs it up he's like yeah your hard drive's not working and uh, i said any suggestions and uh he goes yeah we can do uh he said we don't do in this store uh data recovery but and he hands me like a pamphlet like a brochure thing he's like these guys do it we send everything to them i said you send it to them so where are they located so they're in new york so, like, you have to ship it to New York, and they'll do your data recovery, and then ship it back. And I was like, I don't know about all that. So I hit up my tech friend, and because uh, he works in IT stuff and all, and I said, hey, this is what's going on. What do you know about data recovery? And he goes, uh, it can be pretty tricky. I can give it a shot if you want. And I said, okay, well, let's give it a shot. And if not, if not, I'm going to probably take it to Donut Time in Deer Park because oh, that yeah. guy, that Chinese dude, he gets he down. can do everything. Yeah. So, uh, and if he has to do some big data recovery thing, he'll probably do it for like twenty percent. Did you talk to Adam? I didn't talk to Adam yet. This yeah. was all happening yesterday. Okay. So my friend that I did call, he said, "Yeah, bring it by the house." He said, "I won't be able to check it out till probably later this week, but you can go ahead and drop it off." So I dropped it off. So it's at my friend's house. So hopefully by the end of the week, he'll have good news for me. If I, not, though, we'll have to. I got a buddy too that does all the uh, IT stuff for here at the church. Yeah, um, and you know he's he'll give me a pretty reasonable price too. So that would be. I'll definitely be in contact. Yeah, we got to. I got to figure it out. I also or Adam try Adam too. You know he, if he probably if I know Adam he will because I found out uh, again through some very short YouTube videos and Google searches that uh, you can just download like data recovery software. For like a hundred bucks that will supposedly do it for you mm-hmm. i don't know how all that works but so if i know adam and he knows about it i would guess that he probably has done something like that where you download some software for 70 bucks or something yeah. and then just kind of do it yourself my buddy probably already has a software because uh i mean he's in that's what he does yeah he's in the business of doing so we'll see what happens if i get a no-go from him i'll definitely be hitting you up yeah, but i'm dealing with that right now so i had to like i had some people that were supposed to come over and record and stuff that night i had to tell everybody like hey sorry my hard drive's not working mm. I'm gonna have to wait and that was a bummer yeah it's I, funny dude you tell people that like one of your techie things isn't working and everybody's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry like they act like you're you just told them your friend died and they're like oh i'm so understanding you know take all the time you need it's crazy because we just live in such a techie age so have you just thought, thought about going to the cloud instead of hard drive no that hasn't even crossed my mind Tell me about the cloud. <laughs> you know, I mean, most everything that I do is uh-huh. in the cloud. You know, yeah. just upload it to the cloud instead of actually having, you know, hard a hard drive. These are like big files, though. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on your internet. It just yeah. takes time to upload them, you know. Okay. Um, but That might be worth it. Yeah. I mean, and it's cheap. You can get like five gigs for 
few dollars a month. Yeah, I know? would probably need like, I think the hard drive I have right now is like a hundred something gigs. Yeah, I'd probably need a lot. Yo, know, I'm just I would do the stuff that I'm currently working on in mm-hmm. the, in the cloud. That way, you know, you have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's you know, you could access it until until it's done. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know? And then uh, go that direction. Anyway, dealing with that. Also, my truck situation. You want an update? Oh yeah, on yeah, my yeah. tags. Yeah. So I can't remember where I left. All off. right. So I don't even know if they know. So he bought a truck. Him being what's your name? My name's James. James. <laughs> James bought. <laughs> James bought, bought a truck. And <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Tell him. <laughs> and. Uh, from from a guy, but not really a guy. Really belonged to a, a to like, the wife, but it belonged to a dealership. Of right, her dad, and they've been messing you around for four months, mm, two months, two months. Two Seems months. like four months, probably. Well, so this is the new story. It's really if if this is true, it's not so much them as it is this sketchy title transfer service that they've been using, or company or whatever. <clears throat> so. I did I tell you about the story? I can't remember if I told on here where I like went downtown to get the title. No, you t- I didn't tell you no, about no, this. No, we didn't tell. Okay, so anyway, so it's been so they gave me a temporary tag when I bought it, and it was good till July. So I guess I bought this at the beginning of June. So maybe it's been three months. Is that yeah. June, July? Okay, yeah, we're coming yeah. to three. So anyway, I buy it. There, the tag's good for like a month. They said, yeah, we'll send you the title and the actual plates in the mail. You'll get it. Give us a few weeks. You'll have it. I said, cool. And so three or four weeks go by. Don't have it. My temporary tags are going to expire over the weekend. So I hit them up. They expire on July 3rd. And I it's like July 1st. And I said, hey, haven't got those tags. I haven't got the new plates and the title. What's the update? And they said, oh, my gosh, so sorry. Been crazy. I'll get those to you right now or something like that. Okay. Uh, so come to find out they hadn't even started the process. The process at all. So they started like July 1st when I texted him, right? <clears throat> and so then for the next couple of weeks, they keep, they keep doing, I keep hitting them up like, hey, what's up? You know, my tags are expired. What's going on? And, and by this time, you're in the shag wagon again, right? Mm-hmm. In the Astro van. Yeah, because the other, because on the truck, they're expired. I didn't yeah. want to drive around with expired tags and stuff. So, um, or plates. And so uh, <clears throat> they, uh, so basically, they keep telling me like, hey, we're calling the people. Uh, the lady from court is supposed to get the new set of uh, plates in to Thursday, so I'll get you Thursday. It's like they, they keep, like, I'm waiting to hear from so-and-so. It's always like I'm waiting to hear from the And then finally, after, like, a week or two of that nonsense, they finally come to like, hey, really sorry, but uh, COVID, blah, 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 courts are backed up. So they're taking, like, four to six weeks to get new stuff in and all that stuff. I said, that's crazy. And they're like, it, we we started it on july 1st it's been a couple of weeks already so give me another week or two and i'm like so you didn't even start it till i called you like and so i was like real mad at him about that so anyway a couple of weeks go by and, and uh and i was like hey you need to get me some new temporary tags because i can't even drive my truck right now because you didn't start this process yeah. when you sold me the truck a month and a half ago and they're like okay well we'll do so anyway so now we're going to do that right um, and then at some point I hit them up and they don't reply. And so the next day I hit them up and I said, Hey, I'm coming <laughs> because like, <laughs> because like when I bought the truck from them, like I bought it from their driveway. Yeah. Like I know where they live. Uh-huh. I know everything. I've got their numbers. I know where they live. It's, I think, like, it's like the, the, 
opposite side of the repo man. Yeah, I just said, I, so I said, hey, I'm coming to get the title today. What time works for you? I'll be there in the afternoon. Like, I said, I'm coming. And so now they start replying, oh my gosh, hey. So anyway, so they send me to the title company that they've been trying to use, who apparently they've used a bunch in the past and has never been a problem before. And no, no, no. And so uh, they're like, go there because this don't is, come here. Don't, don't come, come here. here. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she says her uncle works there. Here's his number. He doesn't speak English that well, but here's his number. Yeah, well, I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, that and I'm well. like, so what? The- <laughs> so anyway, so I go down there because I'm like, I'm getting something's happening today. And so I go down there. This this is now like a few weeks ago. And so I go down there. This is, you know, the other side of town, the middle of Houston. And uh, and it's raining. It's like flooding and stuff. And uh, so it's not fun. <laughs> and I get down but there. But you're coming. But I'm, I'm coming today. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know any – the guy, he doesn't speak. I said, hey, I'm going to be there probably around 5. Can I be there at 5? And he's like, oh, you come five, – 5 o'clock. Yeah, it's 5. Yes, see. And I'm just, okay, I'm coming at 5. Like – I'm like, I don't think he understands what I'm saying, but no, I'm going for they it. They close at four. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> so they send me an address, right? And I said, is this the address I'm going to? And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yes, come, five o'clock, come. Yes, it's okay. Why and does I'm he like, sound Indian? Well, listen. <laughs> and so I get down there, and so I go to this address, right? And I'm and it's like this weird, sketchy lot with a bunch of used cars everywhere. There's these all these Middle Eastern kids like running around. Everybody's looking at me like I'm some crazy dude. Like, what is this guy doing here? It's raining, right? And uh, everybody just looks like like they're just waiting for me to do something. They're like, why is he here? Kind of look like, you need to not be here. Kind of look. And I'm walking, so I'm walking in and I'm, call, I'm on the phone with Ray. Ray's his name. Ray. I said, Ray, <clears throat> I'm here. But you, you can't really tell what, building is the building that the address is to and there's just like used cars all over the place it's the sketchy part of town it's raining it's storming out i said ray i'm here which door do i go to he says yes yes come in come in i said yeah is it this gray building he's like yes come inside come in yes you're here come and i was like okay i'm coming to the gray building and i'm still on the phone right it's raining i'm walking up to the door and it's like a glass door and there's a guy inside and he's like a Middle Eastern guy and he's on the phone and he's looking at me. He's so upset looking like he's confused and slash angry. And he's like, what? Just looking. <laughs> Why is this and white said, boy coming through my door? I said, Ray, is that you inside? He says, yes, yes. Come inside. Come in. And I and so I'm at the door, but it's locked and I'm looking at the guy. He's like a few feet away, like on inside. Right. And it's all glass. So we're just staring at each other. We're both on the phone. And I said, Ray, <laughs> I, said, I said, Ray, it's locked. Open the door. And, he, and I'm like tugging. I'm like hitting the door and I'm pulling a hand. I said, it's locked, Ray. And he go, he goes, no, no, come inside. I said, I can't. Ray, it's locked. Open the door. And uh, and the guy inside there, he's like yelling on his phone he's going and i'm sitting there and i finally i said am i looking at you ray is this you ray and he's like yes come inside and And so fine and the guy's like the guy that's inside he's yelling louder but he's yelling a different language and i said this is not right because i can see he's saying (laughs) and so i pull the phone down and i said are you ray and he said i'm not ray who are you and i said and i said i said sorry i'm in the wrong place and i walk so i go back to the truck and uh and i get in my car and i'm like ray this is not that's not you ray what and he's like yes come inside and uh finally he hands the door to some lady and she's like hey and she speaks english right and she's like Hey, what are you? What, yeah, you can come in. Where, where? And I'm like, this isn't. 
I'm at this da, 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 da address. She's like, no, 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 that's around the block. You need to come to this address. I'm like, well, you guys told me to come to this. <laughs> so anyway, so oh, I'm pretty man. sure that guy was about to shoot because <laughs> he was just like, and uh, it's the middle of downtown. I I don't know anybody, nothing. It's the super sketchy part of town. And he's just like, it's nothing but Middle Eastern people all around. They're all looking at me like, you don't belong here. You need to go. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like trying to come into his building. And he's like yelling on the phone like, so anyway, so I go around the block. I find the title company, and uh, oh, you finally found Ray. Found Ray. He doesn't yeah. speak English. No, and uh, I talk to the lady that does speak English, and she's like, "Does uh, she speak Indian too?" No, she doesn't. She's a, <laughs> she's very Hispanic. Oh wow! And um, she's like, I can uh, see where this is not going to end up well." <laughs> and she goes, nobody speaks the same language. This this lady does, but she doesn't give a she doesn't care at all about you. Or the situation at all. So I go in there and say, hey, I'm here to get these tags for this truck. Da, da, da. And she's like, yeah, um, the tag, we don't have the tags right now because, and she's like, give me this whole spiel about like, well, you know, the court closes at this time. We're gonna do. I said, you're telling me that you don't have the temporary tags for, I said, why did I just drive an hour across town to come here? I called you guys. Why'd you let me drive across town? She's like, I don't know why they let you drive across town. So now, so now I'm calling the other person that sold me the truck and I'm like, hey, what in the world is going and anyway, we all get in this big argument. Uh, long story, not really short because I've been talking about it for too long, but they end up the next day, a couple days later, they email me the new temporary tag. So now my new temporary tags expire September, like, it, like so next week. you just print them off and you had them? They had to send me, yeah, and I printed the new temporary one. So they couldn't have told you that the first time, hey, wait, we'll just email you. You don't have to come yeah, all the way over Yeah, this is here. what I'm saying, dude. It's the worst. Nobody wow. speaks anything. It just, it's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I almost got shot. Anyway, so I get the new set, and they're like, yeah, it's hopefully in the next week or so we'll have the actual ones from the court because, you know, we started it weeks ago. And uh, anyway, they still don't have it. So now I've been talking to the person that sold me the truck again, and they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've done some sketchy stuff before, and they're, like, backed up on – I don't know. She's like, I think we need to call the cops because they have the title to the truck, and I can't even get the title back from them. And I'm pretty sure we need to just, like, call the cops on them and get them to give us a title back. Because right now I just need to get the title back so I can go take it to the court myself or whatever. And I'm like, well, whatever you think we need to do. But, like, we need to do this already. And so that was where I left it yesterday. So I need to talk to her again today because she's like, I think we just need to call the cops and go up there and just get the title back. Because I can't – they won't answer the phone anymore. And it's like a whole thing. So apparently it's not this – the person that sold me the truck. Supposedly it's this – it's Ray and that lady at the title company, and it was a super sketchy little title company, and it was horrible. Because for the day or two that I dealt with them instead of the person that sold me the truck when I was trying to get the new set of temporary tags Sketch. was horrible. And, uh, yeah, you can't get them to answer the phone, and then they do. and you, It's just like you feel like everything they say is a lie the whole time. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm still trying to get the title to my truck wow. and the actual plates. And uh, I'm putting my life on the line. That sounds like it. For this thing, man. Yeah. I told, I called a buddy of mine when I was going down there that night that speaks Spanish and all. And I said, hey, man, you uh, free to come do some sketchy stuff with me? I got to go. <laughs> I said, I got to go meet Ray. I said, I got to go shake down a guy on the other side of Houston for a title. And he was like, oh, man, I'd love to. But, you know, I'm busy tonight. Huh? So I'm just down there. No Spanish. <laughs> no <laughs> just, Ray. No, it was. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Oh, man. So I've been doing that. My hard drive broke. Mm. Um, I'm having a rough time, but yeah. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I don't got, even know your name. I don't, you don't <laughs> even know my name. <laughs> I'm doing fine, though. 
Oh, doing good. We got a lot of. We got a show. We're playing Pendolce this Friday. That sounds it's fancy. Be I don't know if it's fancy or not, but it sounds fancy. It's not. It's, it's not just fancy. Uh, it's not fancy it's just Mexican sweet bread. Okay. It's over. Nah, that's why I I'm think gonna, it's fancy. I'm gonna say it. It's overrated. Is it? I said it. Yep. Julie, you just got mad. Chevo, you just got mad. Sandra just Sandra got mad. Just got she, mad. Little piggy. It's overrated. It's dry, and it's not that great. It's okay. Hey, you know I love my Latinos out there. Yeah, I do too. I love them. I love them. I love all the food. I love everything. Except for Ray. Ray's the worst. But, <laughs> but you know what? I don't like the bread either. It's not it, like it's not even that I don't like it. It's just it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Like nothing you can to find get excited about. Way better. And every time somebody shows up with it, they all go, "Oh yeah!" They get super. It's excited. almost like it's almost like you can't hardly find it nowhere, and then finally somebody finds it, and uh-huh. then everybody wants to eat it. It's but, al- but you can get it like at every other corner uh-huh. in Pasadena. It's like they've never had an actual donut before. Yeah, you ever had like something good? <laughs> you you had. You've been to Shipley's. Chevo, don't even act like you've never been to Shipley's before. Come on. Come a on. warm Shipley's donut? Don't act. Come on. Even a mediocre one from some no-name donut shop is yeah. better than this dry, stale-tasting bread. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's too heavy, too, right? Too heavy. Too thick or whatever. What are we doing? If you're yeah. going to add that much sugar in bread, it might as well be sweet. It's not yeah. even that sweet. Even, that's the thing. Like it looks sweet. It looks like it's going to be great, yeah. and it's disappointing every time. I agree. Anyway, we're going to play the Pandolce show though, where Pandolce. there will be Pandolce at the show if oh, you're you know, into that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. There'll be coffee too. You can dip it yeah. in the coffee and make it better. Yeah. Um, but that's it's going to be cool. I'm excited so about that. Bread, Which, by the way, if you music. want to come to that show, if you go to uh, the link in our bio, there's like connections to the what, ticket links and all that where's stuff. your bio at where they can look in our at? instagram at eucalyption everything's at eucalyption go, go to our link tree slash eucalyption you can find tickets well i felt like we've already been there but let's go ahead and go into culture corner i felt like i just read the news about this guy that couldn't get his tags and oh my gosh Feels like a Netflix. Movie. So you brought the uh, the Nissan storyteller out of me. Yeah. I don't know how you did it. But like, I just watched Mark Warburg Wahlberg, <laughs> whatever his name Marky is, Marky Mark, Marky Mark, and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> the Funky Bunch just goes to this like chop shop looking yep. for a title to a car that don't exist. Yeah, dude, I'm surprised they didn't do anything to me. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised at how when I said, oh, sorry, I'm at the wrong place, how immediately he just, he went from super tense to just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's just at the wrong place. And I was really surprised that he was just cool all of a sudden because he was very tense and upset with me. Yeah, he was, <laughs> quit knocking on yeah, my door. I'm like, I don't know who Ray is. <laughs> Ray don't live here. It was not, yeah, good times. Anyway, why don't you, what's your story? All right, so, that. man, I, I'm I'm excited about my story today because it involves an animal. Woo, yeah. good old animals. Involves an animal, and when I seen it, I was just like, "Man, James is really gonna enjoy this one. He's really, really gonna enjoy this." I one. hope I hate this story. So, there's this man in New York that quit his job, yeah, because he was making so much on his new side hustle, and what what he was doing, he was teaching the crows to go pick up change around the streets of New York and bring back to him. For exchange of a Cheerio. Woo! Yeah. So he started off with one, and he trained this crow to go out and find this money. Just changes, and I guess crows have really good vision where they can see it from flying. Uh 
And so he would bring it back and he turned it into a business. I guess he trained 40 of them. <laughs> How much was he making? Enough to quit his job. They said he made hundreds of thousands of dollars. From picking up coins. From picking up coins. He didn't do anything. He just stood at the rooftop and with the bowl of Cheerios. That's so funny. So now this has become a thing. This has become a thing. So like over in somewhere in Europe, they've trained these crows to pick up cigarette buds off the ground. Mm, there you go. Um, there is a, uh, a university here in America, uh, I think in Kansas somewhere, where they are um, – they made this uh, machine where the crows can put the money in and it'll automatically drop out a treat for the bird. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, I love it. So these crows are just going around cleaning up trash, finding lost money, and they said there's no end to uh, what they can do with these crows. And like the, I guess these crows are like one of the smarter animals that nobody ever dealt with because uh -huh. they were all like mm -hmm. evil looking and mm -hmm. nobody really wanted to do anything. But now they're going to be part of society in a greater way and help the common man. This guy took the weird bird lady from the park and said, I can make a business out oh, of this. Yeah. You ain't even... So you know that's stupid. how it happened. He walked by and he was just like, oh. You're just giving your Cheerios away uh -huh. for nothing? Yeah. So get, these crows should be paying for it. Yeah. And then he made them pay. I like it. And then the other dude has a vending machine, <laughs> and he don't even have to be there. Yeah. He's going to have these vending machines all over the city, and these crows are learning to drop it in the coin slot. That's so great. Oh, I love that. So this is the thing. What if there's a squirrel and a crow? Like every time <laughs> the crow drops it, the squirrel's the squirrel at, the, he's at the bottom taking it. Or another, or another, because they're going to learn, right? Yeah. They're going to learn. Uh -huh. One crow's going to be at the top, one's going to be at the bottom, and they're going to be fighting over the Cheerio. <laughs> I don't know. As long as they put the money in the top. Yeah, this man know? don't care. Bring me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Show me the money. I'll show you the Cheerio. <laughs> That's a good investment. You know, wow, Cheerios, what? what, three bucks a box? Yeah. Got a lot of Cheerios in there. A lot. Each Cheerio's worth a quarter. But you know how much a mess around this machine is going to oh, be? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be yeah. lots of They're going to have to teach these crows how to clean up after themselves. Yeah, yeah, themselves. they'll have to train half of them to get the money. Half to, <laughs> to clean. <laughs> That's but a good story. That, that is, is a, good, a really good story. Yes. I'm telling you, was, animal stories are good. It was a good story. I was, I was kind of proud of myself when I ran across this. That's a like, good James one. is going to love hey, this I'm story. Hey, I'm going to give you more claps because that was... I'm pretty sure everybody enjoyed that story. Yes, and uh, so I'm looking for a crow. Anybody knows where a crow is? <laughs> Preferably trained. Trained. Give yeah. him. You'll give him. He'll pay you fifty bucks for the crow. Fifty bucks. Yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Easy money. Yeah, two, two for hundred. You know that crows have good memory. They, uh, they will. So there was a uh, an experiment run at one of the colleges where these people they put on masks. So one of them put on like a Hillary Clinton mask, and the other one put on like some other politician mask, right? And one of them was always nice to the crows, and the other one was always mean to the crows. And so... They Trump went, was probably mean to them. I, I don't remember which one it was. Trying I, to run I, them out of Mar-a-Lago. So the one, yeah. <laughs> so the one that was mean to them, every, they would, then they would like go back out with the mask on and just like hang out where the crows... Those crows, would, they would call at them and they would like swoop down at them and they would like attack them and they would be mean to them because they remembered this guy was always mean to us. But the nice one, they would just leave them alone. Everything's cool. So they remember your face. So if you're ever out there like, yeah, the birds are always messing with me. Like they're So outside of the gringos where I work, 
there is infamously a couple mm-hmm. birds nest in some of the trees there and half the time people will come in uh, for their shift and they'll be like this bird just attacked me and they're like oh yeah that bird's attacked me before and then but like half the staff it never messes with so for whatever reason they'll get in their head like i don't like this person and they'll attack you every time wow if they decide that they don't like you is anybody else so not surprised that james knows, knows this hey man i <laughs> And look, the, the bir- this is the thing. The bird has a nest up there. So at some point, it thinks you're, like, going to attack its eggs or something. And then it'll just attack you every time it sees you because it says, hey, man, that that thing over there trying to get my eggs. Well, maybe he, like, they show up with breakfast burritos every day and they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, look. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll just, and then they'll just show up and be like, where's my burrito? Uh-huh. This is a nice guy. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I'll tell you my story. You ready? Has it got animals in it? It does. Yes! It's an, an animal type of day. It's an elephant. Hey, we were talking about goats earlier, too, before the podcast. That's true. So it's an animal type of day. Okay. That's true. Tell me about this uh, elephant. All right, so about. this is an elephant in uh, some part of India. Okay. So it's an Asian elephant, different than the African ones. Is his name Ray? No. It's actually <laughs> what was it? <laughs> It's the Pom Pam, P-O-M-P-A-M. Pom-pam. Oh, so there's different kinds of elephants. Yeah, yeah. You know this? Yeah, so the Asian ones are smaller. African ones are bigger. Okay. Um, anyway, so there's this elephant, right? So in this they part... good memories too, right? They have really good memories. Yeah. And so elephants are generally... Um, what's the word? Like they don't hurt people generally. Mm-hmm. But if you mess with them... Uh, they will stomp you They up. will mess you up. Yeah. yeah. And they, they remember things, right? So they'll go to a village. If they go to your village and you were like mean to them and you hurt them or... Maybe you took their baby captive to sell into tourism or something. They will go and just destroy your village. It's a thing. Wow. And you ever seen videos? Go ahead. YouTube elephants rampaging. And they're just flipping cars and stuff because they're mad because you did them wrong. Generally, they're cool. But if you mess with them, they will mess with you because they're super smart and they're way bigger than you. So do they get all the other elephants to go with them or they just go rage? Usually a lot of times it's like like one by itself. But uh, it just had enough. Sometimes they will, yeah, they will do it. Anyway, so this elephant. So it, it's very common in this part of the world to have, uh, I think I read a stat said like 60% of the elephants around here are in captivity, either uh, like through tourism or they put them to work. As in like they have them like move logs and like heavy This things. part of the world here or like in India? In India. This, okay. This part being the part we're talking about. Right okay. Here. And, uh, so anyway, so this elephant, this guy owns this elephant, and he was having the title of the headline of the the title of the article is "Elephant Tears Its Handler in Two While mm. Being Forced to Work in Extreme Heat." Mm. So the story is this guy is out here with his elephant, and he's got him like hauling logs for whatever logging company, and the uh, elephant decides he's had enough, done, and he rips he, he rips the guy in half. And then it says he was found in two pieces with stab wounds. Like the elephant kept stabbing him with his tusk because he just said, that's it. Done. And then uh, so the people were like, well, it might have had something to do with the heat. And it says it. <laughs> this yeah, is, it was this, hot no, outside. No, no, no. But this is where I say no, no, no. Because it says temperatures in this area consistently are around 89 degrees Fahrenheit. And it said, nah, 89? So this is, like if you, if you like compare this to America, uh-huh. this is the same same way like – you see those videos on YouTube where the guy works in Walmart and then he decides that he's done and he grabs the he grabs the the microphone that yeah, goes yeah. to the whole store. Yeah. 
I'm done. And this manager, so and so, is a piece of junk. Yeah, he, uh, uh, that's the, that's his elephant. I'm talking to you, Karen. I'm yeah. talking to you, <laughs> Bethany. Yeah. You didn't give me that day off. That yeah. was messed up. Uh huh. Yeah, I know it. So that was the elephant. Except the elephant didn't grab he don't the microphone. Have words. Yeah. So he, don't he have words. did it with his actions. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so but they talked to all these uh, experts. Elephant and, experts. And they were like, "Yeah, the heat doesn't usually." make them rage like that and they're like yeah the only time they really do that stuff is if they've been treated wrong yeah of uh, this overworked elephant, underpaid all that kind of stuff and this elephant was apparently 20 years old they get they can they can live to like 45 50 or so something like that so middle uh, age so he's like he was right in uh what they call oh gosh what do they call it mutt mutt it starts with an m uh, it's basically where they fully matured yeah. sexually, physically, mm-hmm. everything. And they have a bunch of testosterone at this time. Too. Yeah. So they're extra aggressive if you Yeah, he was in his mid-40s. And so he's basically, you know? and the guy, and he's out there pulling logs. And uh, it, it like, doesn't say, but for sure this guy was like, come on, pull the log faster. Yeah. For sure. And the elephant just finally Probably said, had a that's whip it. Just right. And ripped him in half. Done. Ripped him in half. What if, the the what if he went back to work? What if he went back to work? I don't think he, he did. Just no, no, I don't think so. Sat under a shade tree. Somewhere. It said they tranked him, like they shot him with a tranquilizer, and I don't, I don't think it said what they did afterwards. But man, you should that, go look up wonder, some elephant. Wonder what that videos. elephant's doing now. Um, I don't know. I bet you they don't put him in the circus. They probably do. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess they probably do. No trainer is gonna want to train that one. Yeah, but they're not gonna get rid of that asset. That's an expensive asset. Yeah. They're just uh, put them aside. They'll do like they did uh, that whale, the blackfish, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, whatever that uh, orca was. I can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, but where they just kept moving him to different sea worlds. Yeah, that and just it. didn't tell anybody. Yeah, he just kept drowning trainers. Yeah, that didn't work out for them. No, it didn't work out. Also, another animal that in the wild never hurt anybody, but in captivity, you mess with them, then they'll start hurting you. Yeah. Those orcas. That's a depressing documentary. Oh, Blackfish. that's terrible. Oh, it's, but it's really good. But it's it is. You it, don't leave it feeling good. I seen um the the guy that was uh, that was training that that whale that was trying to get it to be released. Uh, he was on Joe Rogan, mm. and uh, man, like well, that specific whale. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, and because uh, he told them like this is what's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. it, he's done. He yeah. doesn't want to do this no more. Yeah, they were warned a bunch. Yeah, um, and they were just t- talking about the treatment and how uh, they would have to clean their areas and they would clean it with bleach and these wells would get blisters and mm-hmm. different things on them and how the environment was really, really bad. And um, But they all also seen that these wells were like, they were letting everybody know, hey, I'm not... I'm I'm not your pet anymore, uh-huh. you know, and then they started killing. It was crazy, yeah, because he would, uh, this one specifically, he would like, he would like torture the, mm-hmm. the humans. He wouldn't just take them down and kill them. Like yeah. there was video, this one guy, he would take him, so he'd grab his feet, he'd take him like a hundred feet down, whatever it is, in this big tank and hold him down there for like a minute. And then he would take him back up so he could get a breath again and then take him yeah. back down. Just be like, yeah, you're down here now. Yeah. And then he'd take, he did that like a few times just to like make sure he'd stay alive. And then he would bring him back down. Be like, I'm very mad. You guys should do something. Look what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. crazy. These animals are smarter than we think they are. 
dude, those orcas are really smart. Oh. Go watch some orca hunt. Hey, you want a fun video? Here we go. Uh-oh. We'll we'll leave you with this. Okay. Go watch orcas. Then we get to something much more. <laughs> go go watch day. orcas playing catch with seals. seals. Oh yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty. I'll just crazy let video. you find that out. Those are pretty crazy videos. Those are fun. I got uh, some shout outs that we need to we need to talk about. Uh, we got some new listeners from Japan. Nice. Japan came in, right? Japan. Who else came in? Uh, they know about orcas over there. They know about do, do they? I think so. Australia. Oh, really? Australia and Japan are new listeners, and there was a, a new listener coming in from Canada too. So, Look at that. Um, we're still waiting on uh, Germany. I think we had some listeners from Ger- Germany earlier in the year, but yeah, but Sprechen die Deutsch. Yeah, uh, Victoria, no. Australia, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of the the southern, most southern tip of uh, Australia, uh, came in. So, and then Canada, I think it was Ontario. 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 Shout out to those people. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I don't know where they came from, but well, welcome Ontario. to the ref, ref, refuge project, land down where uh, the host never knows your name. That's yep. <laughs> the bulgy eyed host. <laughs> the, all right, I got a song for you guys today. This is Toby Mac and Blessing Offer the Goodness. You made the rain, so when it falls on me, should I complain or feel you calling me? It's all on me to stay and really catch what you're showing. It's my roots that you're growing because life is more than this moment. You are the light. So when the darkness falls, the greatest heights, they never seem so tall, no, not at all, you're right. It's my roots that you're growing, don't want to miss what you're showing. Ain't no doubt about you, everywhere that I go, you keep showing up, Lord, you make me want to shout it, oh, you're the goodness in my life. And I'ma tell you my truth, they may come, they may go, you keep showing up, so do You're the joy, you're the smile on the face of your boy, you're the flowers at the park in Detroit, still the words on the back of our coins, let's make some noise. You cover me, my defender when you're rolling up your sleeve, you're the truth that's gonna set the captive free, the only king that's ever chose to bleed, that's what I believe. They keep trying to make your glory fade But I ain't really sweating what they say Ain't no doubt about you Everywhere that I go You keep showing up, Lord, you make me Toby Mac, blessing offer the goodness uh, Pretty cool video It's a lot of finger paints going on and I don't know. It's like Maverick City hit kindergarten, <laughs> right? I guess, yeah, I guess the, the paint. I wasn't thinking kindergarten, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's uh, blessing offer. We've heard one of his other songs before. He's gonna sit at the piano, chilling, kind of looking very. Um, who did I say? You said Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder look. Yeah. Um, Toby Mac, man, he's just he he knows a hit when he sees one, when he hears one. Um, 
and he just he, he's out there doing it in his 50s still doing these young poppy songs and mm-hmm. everybody love him i told james uh while the music was playing he's like the christian dr dre like he he hears it and he's just like okay that's gonna be a hit because he doesn't do anything but hit so how old is he now is he I mean, yeah, he's gotta be because i was i was a young teenager when um dc talk was really popping yeah so he's got to be five years older than me. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. so he's got to be 50 or So he's, 50 what, so? like 100 and... Ah! Oh, hey, yo! Got him! Hey, back. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so these are the poppy songs. I love them. I love them. This is good radio music. Um, they're for some people, some other not, but check them out. Blessing Offer, if you haven't heard of him, go out there and uh, see what he's doing. Everybody knows Tubby Mac. Uh, if you're in Japan, check out Tubby Mac. There you go. Uh, you might like them. Uh, so, all right. Well, y'all stay tuned. We got a special guest coming up next. Her name is Peggy Murky. Um, she's got a uh, an app that we're going to talk about. Uh, we had a chance to interview interview her just a little bit ago. Um, interesting lady. She's got a lot of cool stuff that she's doing that she has done. Uh, so I know y'all enjoy it. So check her out. All right, we got a special guest today. We got. Peggy Murky, she's with us. We appreciate you stopping by. Um, Peggy has an interesting, well, first of all, Peggy, we kind of go back a little bit together because Von Juan and myself have done um, a lot of ministry together, and it was about the time that I went a different direction in ministry, and then Von started Legacy Church, and I think that's kind of where you came in the picture, right? Uh-huh. So yes, you, sir. Yeah, so you kind of came in the picture, and we've crossed paths uh, a few times, but really never uh, was able to sit down and just re- really uh, um, create relationships. But then um, we just crossed paths again uh, here a couple of months ago. We had uh, uh, Brother Melvin Adams come to our church, and you manage uh, Melvin Adams and a few other people. Who, who else do you manage? So, yeah, so Melvin is the first one that I ever started working with. And then he helped me get like some, he's a former uh, Harlem Globetrotter. And then he helped me get some NFL players and some Olympic athletes. And then also uh, I have a few music artists. One is Austin Lanier. He's a local guy here, but he goes all over the United States. So he speaks and so does Keith Davis. And then I have Jonathan Medina and Melvin, and I have several more in my speakers bureau, but those are who I primarily work with. Jonathan Medina. Why does that name sound so familiar? Yeah. Well, okay. So he's a really amazing guy. He's um, Hispanic and uh, his parents were both incarcerated and then his grandparents were migrant workers. And so his, his outlook was not too good for going to college and he ended up going and playing football for George Washington University, which is which is sort of like the next level of Ivy League schools. And so he's an amazing speaker. He uh, he's really one of the top Hispanic speakers in the nation. Oh wow! Where's he out of? He is out of he's South Texas, around McAllen and okay uh, down there where uh, uh, Elon Musk has started to. <laughs> Take his his company down there by the Gigafactory and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. I'll have to ask Jonathan if he sees him around town at all. Yeah, we passed the uh, the Gigafactory um, a few weeks ago when we were down there right before school started, and uh, wow, 
It's huge. It's it's, it? it's a full gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you get to see a rocket launch, or have you done that yet? No, no, we haven't done that yet. But uh, you were just passing through on our way somewhere else. So, but it was uh, it was pretty pretty uh, pretty cool because pretty it was amazing. Yeah, so it, glad it was, to have him here in yeah. Texas. Yeah, he's definitely one of a kind. We've we've uh, definitely talked about Elon Musk uh, many times here probably on the podcast. Too much, probably, yeah, probably. But... <laughs> People th- probably think I have a man crush on yeah, him or something. A, yeah, he's definitely interesting. I yeah. love to read about him and just see some of his. He does a lot of YouTube shorts, and I like that. Yeah, yeah he's got a, a different perspective on life, um, and I think that like, um, you know, those are like once in a generation type of people that come along, and uh, we really just need to lean into some of their their, their values that bring to society and uh, into the, you know, the current culture and all those things. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. So how, I, did, how did you get um, together in doing like uh, managing Melvin Adams? How did that come along? Oh, it is a crazy story. I was working for a, a national company called USA Fundraisers. And I had been doing that, <coughs> excuse me, for about seven years and we just had a, like a bad thing that happened. We were working with librarians, helping them raise funds. And all of a sudden, we lost like 85% of our business. And we didn't even know why. They just said, we're not going with y'all next year. We're going with this other company. And then we find out a year and a half later that the company that we sent the little forms to, they were doing something different with our money. And so we literally had no idea. But the product that we were ordering for them wasn't coming in in a timely manner. And so they got agitated, which is rightly so. And so literally we lost it. We lost 85% of our business in one day. And I was supposed to have a meeting with Melvin Adams on that night, but then I had to cancel because we had our annual, you know, our annual dinner that we were having for the librarians. And then when it got canceled, I called Melvin and I said, Hey, I'm free now. Can you meet? And he said, yeah. So we met and just hit it off. And a couple of days later, he called me and he said, hey, can you just be my agent? My other agent is dropping the ball. And I said, yeah, I mean, I was just going to help him for the summer. But then my job had ended. It was like perfect timing. And so I started with him. And then, you know, they run together with other speakers because they'll be at conferences. And, you know, some of these conferences will have like five speakers. So he got me other people and We've been literally working together now for 25 years. Wow. And so I used to hire him before I ever started working for him. Hmm. And uh, I would hire him for like Splashtown events where it was like all night events. And he was the keynote speaker and just amazing things like that. And so uh, now with my speakers bureau, which we primarily go into schools, but we do corporations and just really all kinds of different venues. They uh, He speaks in prisons. And, um, you know, just youth organizations, churches, schools, all kinds of places. And so uh, I've been doing that for, I'm in my 17th year now of doing that. Oh, wow. You can't help but feel better about yourself when you're around Melvin, right? He's just always oh, pumping you up. and <laughs> Yes. And he is so funny. He'll, back in the day, he would say, can I just praise you for 15 minutes? And I'd be just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> words of affirmation are not my thing, you know. So I would just put my speakerphone down on the desk, and I'd just be typing away and doing stuff. And he'd say, you know, you really are such a blessing to work with. He'd just go on and on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you so much. 
<laughs> so yesterday I pulled that on him. I said, can I just praise you for a minute? And he's like, not used to that. And he said, what? And I said, I just have to say, you are the most consistent person in your moods. Like literally, I never have caught him in a bad mood. It is the craziest thing. So I always say that I get to work with all the positive people of the world. I mean, they are the guys that I work with. And I don't know about all motivational speakers, but the guys I work with are, they are the same on the stage and off the stage. They're amazing guys. And so, yes, I am just like, it's just the best job ever. It's so, it's so awesome. I love each of these guys. That's awesome. But Melvin's the easiest, I think. Oh yeah, he's he's just amazing and then I mean he and he's just he's funny. He's got a one liner for everything. Oh uh, I still laugh at his jokes and I've heard them a thousand times. Yeah, me too. <laughs> It's one of those things you you, you you anticipate the, the next joke coming because you know it's going to come, but you, you still laugh at it after all the, all the times oh, you've heard yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and the audience is laughing, and it just makes me laugh, you know? And then I use some of his jokes, and people laugh, and I'm like, you know where I got that from because I'm <laughs> definitely not smart enough to come up with <laughs> <laughs> how did you, uh How did you get connected with Pastor Vaughn Juan? Uh, let's see. Oh, my goodness. I think it was... You know, through Melvin was like, okay, look, you know, you got to get, you got to get your hip thing going, you know. And so he would, since he's not a hip hop artist himself, he would take hip hop artists with him and they would sometimes, you know, open for him or whatever. And so I think that's how I met Bond. Just he was having some kind of, um, you know, a hip hop concert or whatever. And I went and just fell in love with him. And, you know, just, just like all the guys, I mean, they're just such great guys. They write amazing lyrics lyrics that are good for kids and not harmful like some of the trash that some of these hip-hop artists you know put out yeah i think yeah i know there for a while that uh pastor vaughn was traveling with uh melvin uh, and doing some different things like that so Uh that's probably definitely it so tell us a little bit about if you don't already know if you don't already know um uh, Austin Lanier, tell us a little bit about this young man. I, I've I've been watching him since he first popped up on the scene here in Houston, and he's just uh, got to see him grow. Another one with a great <laughs> smile and a great attitude all the time. Uh, um, so tell us a little bit about him if people don't already know about who uh, Austin Lanier is. Well, Austin, uh, when I first met him, he was a hip-hop artist. Yep. And so, but I just knew that he had had it in him to speak you know so the first time I sent him out on tour uh he said I gotta have somebody that comes and speaks you know and he took Vaughn with him and um then you know how it is when you have a gift for something and you hear other people you're and you know you're sitting on the sidelines and you're doing the music and you're like oh I wish I could say this to the kids I wish I could say this and then when he got back he was like okay I think I'm ready and I had told him I said you can do this and now he's like one of the best speakers, literally. Like he is not, you know, he hasn't been doing it as many years as these other guys. And normally I don't really take a lot of young speakers to book for them because um, it can be really difficult. And uh, the it's just so seamless with these older guys, you know. But with, with Austin, I knew he had it in him. And when I go to his assemblies, they are just off the chain. I mean, I can't even tell you how quiet even 
a middle school assembly will be because they don't want to they don't want to make noise when he's talking because they want to hear every word. And then when he's ready to turn up and do his music, he'll just do two or three songs, you know, when he's um, at a school assembly because he's really there for speaking. But the music is like the icing on the cake and they just absolutely love him. Yeah, and and y'all are in a really uh, unique situation because um, most, I think, or maybe everyone that you that you do um, manage, uh, they're Christians, but they're not, they're not always in a Christian space. Tell tell us yeah. a little bit how y'all how y'all do that and how that works out and how y'all even got into a lot of these places. Yeah, I love that, and so you know, of course, in America, I know you have listeners that are from all over the world, but in America we have a little misnomer called uh, separation of church and state. And so with that, uh, it means that our governmental, uh, you know, entities are on lockdown. They're, they're not supposed to talk about God. And so we don't in the schools and, and all of our speakers are Christians. When they go into schools, they don't really talk about God, but they talk about, you know, great character values and all of that. But they, when they go into churches, of course, they're all equipped to be able to speak about God. And so I kind of look at us as like a Trojan horse kind of ministry. We are able to obey the rules that we have to do because if we don't, we'll just never be invited back. And so our guys know you don't go in there and break the rules and disrespect, you know, the people that are there because literally, you know, principals and, um, administrators could end up losing their jobs. And so we obey all the rules, but then we have other ways that we can get the gospel out to them, like through our app and through, you know, just other ways that we can get the gospel out to these kids. And so um, it's just, it's amazing because these kids just, they learn so much from these guys and you wouldn't believe the messages that they get. All of my speakers will get messages saying I was going to commit suicide I was in depression. I was thinking about not going to college, just all those kind of things that now, you know, since we have social media, the students can keep up with with our speakers. And so they impact lives like never before, even more so now with social media. Yeah, I know that uh, uh, we've done a lot of uh, ministry with Trey Nine, which is a huge influence on Austin Lanier. Um, And we would used to go into the, you know, the schools well, Trey and Nine and his team would go into the schools and then we would come in like at the local church. They would have a an event afterwards and invite all the kids back to the local church and we would do an event. Now they have the hangar uh, out there in, where where is that? Brookshire. Bro- yeah, Bro- Brookshire. Brookshire, uh, Texas. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so we did a lot of stuff out there. The Brookshire, Texas there for a while had a, uh, a suicide rate that was going, it was skyrocketing. And uh, so these, these principals and stuff, they know that, you know, these guys are Christians, so they're inviting them in as long as they can, you know, get around some of the the, uh, the laws and different things like that. But at the same time, they want Christians in the school to be able to share the love of Jesus without always having to say, uh, say Jesus. And then when you can get them back into the, the places like the hangar or a local church or something like that, then we can, you know, bring the, the hip hop artist in and then, you know, have the altar calls. And it was just such a, a beautiful thing, especially in uh, Brookshire, how um, Train 9 has just really led a lot of different ministries in there to really, you know, raise up the, the hangar and be part of the community 
and it really changed the way the community looked because they, they shared the love of Jesus in the schools. Yeah, and, and I love uh, the thing, one of the things I love about Trey Nine is he does bring so much unity because he's not, he's not, you know, competitive. He's not territorial. He's just out for however impact can be done. You know, he'll just, he'll stoop to the lowest or rise to the highest. It's yeah. just amazing. He, he is great. And then he has, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter, Baptist, Pentecostal, any of that. He has all of them on their team. And, and he just does a really good job of having all the different denominations working together uh, with one mission in mind. And, and that's to go and, and, and share the gospel uh, into these communities. And I mean, I love Trey Nine, and he just, he's like the, you know, the OG, the godfather here in Houston, and he just does some just a, a really amazing ministry. Um, I call him the spiritual mayor of, of Houston. He is, he is. <laughs> uh, and it's it's funny because when you look at him, you know, he's the, the big giant white guy, and yeah. he's in, you know, he'll go in the middle of Fifth Ward or whatever in the, at the, in the middle of the night, and um uh, but everybody knows who he is, and everybody loves. I've never heard one person ever say a negative word about Trey Nine, and uh, I always used to make a little bit of a joke because he'll take he'll take every everybody that nobody wants, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. then sometimes you'll you'll look at him and you'll just say, "Man, he has the ragtag group," you know, and they'll get out the van and they'll work their tail off and they'll mm. produce these yeah. great. Uh, uh, events and stuff like that, and uh, he'll just take anybody and everybody and just get them on the on the same mission. So it, it's amazing. I have a cool story about Trey Nine. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. When I first met him, uh, we were starting up what we call the attic. It has three T's, like the three crosses, you know. And every and people in our area were saying, "You need to meet Trey Nine." So I would go up to Teen Spot where he would just rent. And I would look through the windows to see if I could find him. But, you know, of course, he's never there because he was only there when he rented the space to have his hip hop hope. Right. And so finally, I met him. We met him. I'm, we met at a car wash. One of his friends owned the car wash and we met in the guy's office. It was so funny. And so I told him, I said, yeah, we're wanting to do the attic event, you know, at Teen Spot was the name of the place. And he said, well, hip hop hope's not going that great there. So. Y'all just take it over and you can you can do that. And he goes, I'll just be your sound guy. So he literally did that. Like he started being our sound person wow. and totally gave up his event so we could do our event there. Yeah, that's amazing. And his story of getting saved, is it was right there behind the soundboard. You know, have you ever heard that story? No, I haven't. So um, before he got saved, he was renting sound equipment. And uh, this this church got broke into and uh, so he rented them some sound equipment, and he was back there running sound for several weeks. And uh, the, the the pastor there gave the altar call, and he found himself walking down the aisle, um, oh giving his life to the Lord because he was there uh, renting sound equipment. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah, that's just, so cool. You never know, man, when you're just around uh, around the you know the word, man. It just it just draws you in. Um, yeah, and I love that he, you know, like. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And we have so many spots and wrinkles. It It's amazing. Like I always tell people, if if every Christian would do one thing, just one thing of service, we could literally change the world. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly it is. So let, let's talk about the, the kind of the ministry and everything, and then we're going to get into the app. So um, 
so COVID actually is, is the way the app came about, right? When things started changing, like you said that we were doing, uh, y'all were doing the uh, these these uh, what do you call them at, at the schools? Um, assemblies. Assemblies. I'm sorry, yeah, the assemblies uh-huh. in the schools, and yes. then you know Austin do a great job, and everybody would do a great job about how you know follow me on. You know, follow me on my in my uh, social media, and then they would connect, and 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 just really did a great job there. Um, and then God gave you a dream on this app that you that you made. Tell us uh, tell us about the uh, the app. Well, do you want me to be real or do you want me to be uh, a fake? No, I want you to be real. <laughs> fake, please, please. <laughs> as fake as possible. No, be real. You know. Oh. There's nobody more real in this podcast than me, and sometimes it gets me in trouble. good, good. I'll tell it like it is then. What happened was during COVID, you know, some of the schools were shut down, right? And so it was just, you know, tours got shut down, contracts got, you know, taken out. It was terrible for, for this industry. And so for it just seemed like it was lasting forever, but I had been watching Wuhan because I they had like a, I love news. I'm big into the news. And so I was watching Wuhan. And after about two and a half months after their COVID started, they had a big celebration, kind of like our 4th of July. And so I thought, okay, good. It's just only going to last two and a half months and it'll be over. I thought we can survive that, you know. And then even, of course, when schools were shut down, we're not doing anything. And then when schools started again, the CDC said, don't let, you know, guests come into the schools, And so, oh, my gosh, we were just like, this cannot be happening. I mean, one guy was driving for Uber. One guy was, you know, starting to sell, uh, like, you know, sell stuff. One guy was dealing with the stock market. I mean, they were just doing whatever they could to stay afloat without speaking. And so I was starting to get a little agitated. I was kind of wanting to even tap out, you know, but I'm not going to do that, of course. And so... Uh, one night my husband and I were watching a documentary on Jeff Bezos and you, you know who that is, mm-hmm. right? That small little company. That Amazon. He runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon, yeah. And so I was watching it and I was so agitated. I was like, Lord, I cannot believe you give him this great idea. And, you know, if you give good ideas to us, we're going to use it for your purposes. And so anyway, I was really agitated with God and I was repenting, saying, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that I'm mad at you, but I really, really am so mad. And then it kind of subsided. And then when I was going to sleep, it all rose up again. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, it was even worse. And I was like, Lord, please forgive me. I'm sorry, but I am so agitated right now and I'm really upset with you. And I just want to be real with you. You know, I keep it. I do keep it real with God. And so. Anyway, but I went to sleep and then I woke up about, you know, this was eight o'clock on a Sunday morning and I had had this dream and I was like just mulling it over thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, I was, I remembered that I went to bed, you know, mad at God and all of that. And so I was like, but he gave me this dream and it was so vivid and it was, he gave me the name of the app. He gave me the tagline. And it was just literally like (laughs) supposed to be the Amazon of Christian stuff, you know. And so I was asking him, is this of you? And then I thought with me being agitated, wow, is he really answering this so quickly? And it was just really cool. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And so I started thinking, is there anything like this that's ever been done? And anyway, I 
I usually keep my phone on the floor, you know, down by where I'm sleeping. So I picked it up and this is again, it's eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. And like we were talking about Vaughn, he's a pastor now. So I thought I'm going to, I'm going to send him a text, but it'll probably be three days before I hear back from him just because I know he's going to be busy on a Sunday morning. So I texted him and I said, hey, do you know anybody that builds apps? And he said, yeah. And he gave me the name of the guy and gave me his phone number. Couldn't believe he answered within like minutes. And so literally, like I didn't call the guy at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. I did wait on that. But then literally like that day and the next day, we started on building the app. And the rest is just history. It got approved by Apple and Android, and now it's on the market. It's free. And we have just uh, added a new, a whole new component to it for students. So, yeah, it's just super exciting. Yeah, and then tell them about the, the way the app came, because you, you contacted the app builder, and he was just like, man, if I, if, if I charge you for this, it's going to be an outrageous rate. And t- tell us that little story. Will you also say what the app is for people that don't know what it is? Oh, sure, yeah. It's called Equipped. So it's super plain. It's turquoise, and then it has the word Equipped in black letters, and it's just spelled just like Equipped, E Q U I. P-P-E-D. Here is the, oh, they, don't, they can't see this, right? <laughs> no. um, we'll leave a couple yeah. links in, the, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the, the notes. Okay, yeah. And so, yes, yeah, just spelled the regular way of equipped. And, yeah, so I called the guy, and he said, you know, if I build it for you, it'll be 5000 And then he said, but, you know, you can build it yourself. And so there's a, there's a platform called Good Barber. So I went on it, and he said, yeah, you just watch these short videos, And so what I did is I hired him as a consultant and then I said, I'm just going to build it myself, you know? And so anyway, I I watched about two or three of the little short videos that were only two or three minutes. And I thought I can do this. I'm going to do this. And then when I watched the two or three of the videos, I was like, "Uh, no way I can't do this. So I called my (laughs) friend that was working for me already that loves graphics and loves all that stuff. And I said, Hey, can you watch these videos and then build me this app and I'll pay you to do it. And, um, she said, yeah, I'll just watch some of the videos and I'll see if I can. And oh my gosh, she fell in love with being able to do it. She understood it right away and she built this app and it is like I told her what I wanted every step of the way and she just did it. You know, she just hit it out of the park. Yeah, very good. I would not, we've been going through the app here the last couple of days and just tell us what like the resources and why that you, uh, you know, put this app together. Yeah, so it was straight from God, from that dream. And I, I'm not like one to have a bunch of dreams, you know, but and, and I'm not like, you know, spooky or kind of crazy like that. But boy, when when he gives you a dream like that, it's just incredible. And I just didn't let any grass grow under my feet. I mean, we started on it and it was like, OK, so what's it supposed to have? And really, I was thinking of everything that a Christian could want or need. And the only thing that we don't have in there are church services, but like we'll have concerts, we have service opportunities. And then the component that we have just recently added is a whole section for students. And so if you go to the more section, it'll say, you know, music for students, YouTube for students, books for students, stories for students. And we're adding testimonies. That's our new thing that we're going to be adding like here in a few days. So yeah, so it's um, it's just has it has everything that we could think of that would be useful for Christians, and also people people can uh, email us with their own things, like if they're having you know events or if they want to show us um, articles they've written, or you know I need to put your podcast on it 
just all kinds of things like that. Anything that Christians would find of value and could equip them, that's what we fill it up with. Nice. Yeah. So if you go to the app and you go to more, they're just like uh, grow stronger for students, music for students, speakers for students. So not only is this for students, but like uh, uh, youth pastors can go there and look for, you know, some speakers that they can bring in. Uh, uh-huh. And there's yeah. also a submit a event and more. And there's a submission page where you can go on that page and you can like um, submit your, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Houston where we are, or if you're on the other side of the United States, you can put it on there. And uh, people from all over the world, all over from the United States can come to the app and see what's going on uh, on their side of town and be able to uh, kind of just shrink the world up a little bit like the Internet does and uh, just bring us closer and closer together. That's exactly right. And we love it because, you know, everyone has a testimony and many people out there are, you know, hip hop artists and not even just hip hop artists, but really any kind of music that's equipping, you know, people. And so I love it when I find out about people that we don't know about, you know, that that can submit their YouTube videos and just all kinds of um things that are going to help other people that we don't know about. And so, yes, I mean, people from the other side of the continent or the other side of the world, uh, we would love to hear from them for their testimonies and for their, you know, music or articles they've written or anything that we don't have in the app. We definitely want to expand it. And that's what I love about having our own app. We can literally put businesses in there. We can, there, there are, I'm sure, components that we haven't even thought of yet. But when you own the app, you can put anything in there that you want. Right. And it's one of those things that you don't have to worry about a political party or anything like that, that you can just, you know, whatever you want to do, you can do to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just for students. There's, a, there's an adult section, too. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I see this. Like, man, if you read a good book, you know, go to the submission section and, and then and let us know, like, um, what what book you've been reading or whatever it may, it may be. And then Peggy can add that to the, you know, the resources on, on wherever it falls into place. And because I know yeah. that a lot of times you'll never hear about, like, an artist or our podcast. And then it's like. There are this little bitty podcast and the everything on it's so good they yeah. just haven't got out there yet. But mm-hmm. it, if we start sharing this stuff in our in our circles and, and you know, we can uh, share the, the the good stuff that's going on. Like our podcast is the best podcast I mean, probably, out there. Yeah, it's really it's you know really what I'm saying? Good. But just not everybody knows about it yet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, it's a shame. Yeah. yeah, that it just takes time and then the word gets out and then yeah. And I'd love to I would love to help you with that, you know, getting it in our um, app and and, you know, people who read books, plus anyone who's written books. Mm. There are a lot of authors who are doing um, self-publishing yeah, and they may not have all the resources, you know, that that they need to get them out there. So we would love to help with that. Yeah, no, I think Pastor Vaughn Juan just released his book, too. Um uh, I'm pretty sure that that just happened. So, ooh, I'm so glad to know that. Thank or, you. Or I'm yep. thinking of a. I'm blanking on her name. She came on the podcast. We did it at y'all's house. Yes, uh, Amanda. Yes, there Amanda. We, we had, she I, had a great book. I, she had a great book. She, um, her book was. You know, you hear in churches a lot of time and just like social media is bad. You need to stay off social media. Well, she wrote a book, and then I'll 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 send her a link to the sum, uh, submit page so she can submit her her book. But it's basically. Uh, her book was how to use social media as a ministry, uh, oh, and it nice. was it was nice. just great. You know, she's a a young twenty year old, um, 
and they don't know anything but social media. And for us to say social media is bad and we should not do it is not reality. We're in a social media world. Uh, we just need to learn how to use it correctly. Uh, and then yeah. that's that's what the Lord put on her heart is let's use it as ministries. Let's love people with it. And, uh, and it's got almost like a, um, a day by day. Uh, what do you do today on social media and how to encourage people? And if you see people that uh, that are out there using social media to hate on people, those are the people we need to, to pick out and love on, you know, and uh, it, she's just had a, just a, a, a brilliant God idea. I love that. I want to read it for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely reach out to her and have her submit it on there because I think that it it, it, um, it was it was just mind blowing because I never I would never thought about it, you know. And, yeah. uh, but you know, it's for, for her, for people, her age. And I mean, all of our ages, but you know, really the people that are on social media all the time. So what is, what is, what is your next idea to continue to make the app, you know, bigger and better? Yeah. Well, testimonies are what we're going to be working on. And then of course the, I, I have a lot of, uh, famous and semi-famous artists in there. But I would love to use it as a platform to help, you know, up and coming artists that maybe haven't been signed with a label yet. Yeah. But they're very good. Yeah. You know, artists, I would love to help get their music out. Yeah. That, that would be that, so much fun. And good. then also just being able to um, let people, just regular people see and hear some of the great lyrics that these that these guys and, and you know, women write because you know, it's just like worship music. It's so phenomenal. I mean, like Maverick City has just hit the ground running, you know. There are so many more people like Maverick City and like an Austin Lanier. They just have, they have not been really seen enough yet, you know. But I know, like, every day I listen to worship music and worship with it, you know. And so just to be able to have those as a resource or just it's just phenomenal to me. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited about it. Uh, I downloaded it. I've been going through it. Um, so I'm like, I'm waiting for it, like the next update and to see the next thing that the you're down, you know, you're uploading to your app. Uh, Thank so, you so much. Um, so if if you had to say, um, besides Austin Lanier, who should we go out? We everybody knows Melvin Adams at this point. He's been on our podcast. He's been all over the world. He's done those. You have Austin Lanier, um, uh, Eric Thomas. You know, it's another um, amazing, amazing guy. But who, who's somebody that uh, speaker wise that we should go out there and we should be looking for? Who? Uh, gosh, there's so many people. There's so many people. Everyone has a story. Every there's a guy named Tabona. He he was a NFL player. Have you come across him yet? You told me about him, but I haven't I haven't looked him up yet. Okay, yeah. I can get you in touch with him. There's uh Keith Davis. Yeah. He was my first NFL player and then he's got guys that he takes. He's a huge he's huge into mentoring, kinda like Austin is. Yeah. And so he takes guys with him, teaches them on the stage, and he's got some some guys right here in Houston that would probably love to, you know, have some, you know, have some shout outs for. Yeah. So Keith Davis, he was with the Titans. 
Uh, no, he was with the New York Giants. New York Giants. Who, yeah. There was a, There's several of them. It's funny because I, I personally know three Keith Davises. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> and then there's one that was like a criminal that I think played for the Cowboys, and he's always like, make sure they know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of criminals that play for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, awesome, man. Peggy, I appreciate you stopping by and letting us in on a little bit of what God is doing in your life and what he's allowed you to create here with the Equipped app. And I just encourage everybody to go out, download it, take a look at it, share it with your family and friends, submit something to it. If you have a um, – so how are you taking testimonies? Are you just having them record it and put it on YouTube and submit the YouTube link or is – Yes, exactly. Or they can send it to me through telegram it's peggy with an i so i'm probably the only peggy with an i <laughs> and it's uh peggy murky m-e-r-k-e-y on telegram that is my name and then of course a youtube link and also what i'd love to tell your listeners is if they have any ideas for components that they don't see in the more section we are totally open for that because you know we're tr- we're just trying to think of everything but we kind of have like a a real, you know, bird's eye view and it's really focused, but I'm sure there's so many other things that are happening that, that we haven't even thought of yet. And so we're super open to anything that your listeners could, uh, you know, help us with so that we can be more of a help to the Christian community. For sure. So if you have an idea of something they could add to the app, hit them up in the, uh, in, uh, the message area, send her a message, uh, if there's something that you would like to see on there. So um, we'll just continue to make this thing bigger and bigger and uh, make it you know, one of the things that the Christian community can go to for their go-to uh, resources. Thank you so much. And, and on Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, uh, our name is Equipped Speakers. Equipped so you can speakers. find us there, Equipped Speakers. And that's on all the all the Instagram, I mean, all the social media. All right, yeah, but, there's one thing. Do you have time? Or yeah, go you, ahead. Yeah. One thing I'd love to ask for prayer for is, you know, we have these speakers that are going into the schools and we have ways that we can reach back out to these students. And so that's my prayer is that uh, because, you know, a lot of times when the front door is on lockdown, like it is with, you know, separation of church and state. God will open a window or he'll open the back door. And so we have some windows open to us and some back doors. And that's my prayer is that we'll be able to really reach these public school kids with the gospel. Yeah, for sure. In in the in just bigger and bigger and bigger ways. Yeah. So Yeah, for for sure. So I mean y'all just keep uh the equipped family in y'all's prayers and they give them like greater vision and understanding. And uh, let them know, you know, um, pray for them to when they when they go in these schools that the the gospel, uh, even when it's not spoken right out, will penetrate hearts and uh, just they would be able to share the love of Jesus without saying Jesus. And I think uh, that's important. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, you know, overly saved um, that say, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you don't say Jesus. Well, you know what? Some, you know, sometimes we just need to love on people, you know. And, uh-huh. and they'll, yeah. they they know they they know the the difference between somebody that's in there be, uh, that have the 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 love of God and that's just in there trying to get, to make a check you know yeah. yeah and you got nope. some you got some great people out there on the front lines 
Well, I appreciate what you two are doing. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to be on your podcast. And I pray for you guys that all the people listening will tell their friends and family so that what y'all do can be spread all across this world also. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by and sharing everything about Equipped and what's going on in your life. And we'll catch up soon. Okay. Thank you again. All right. Have a good one. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye. And we love you. (laughs) This is The Refuge Project.